Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, the show that takes a look at film, technology, pop culture. Timothy Chalamet, because in the end, everything is an ad. Hello, I'm Shannon Miller, the managing editor of Creativity, Creator Economy, and DEI. Welcome to yet another episode of Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. Um, I hope you're having an excellent day. I am going to have an even better day because I'm speaking to two of my favorites. I know I say that every episode, but these are two of my absolute favorites. Joining me first is um, senior producer, friend, dad extraordinaire, Al Manorino. Hi. Hi. This is your first time joining us on the show for 2023. First time joining the show. First time we're doing this in person since Miami. You are crisp and in 4K because you are sitting in front of me. It sounds great. I don't even know if I'm actually being recorded. I'm just talking to you because you're right in front of me. And it's great. (laughs) I'm very much enjoying this. (laughs) It sounds like like we've never recorded in the same room before. What is audio? (laughs) (laughs) I know. We have recorded in this room before, but uh, not with this setup. This is the setup that we were using in Brand Week, which Mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. And uh, you're here for a few days in in New York City. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I have to make this long trip from New Jersey uh, to come see my friend Shannon. I'm so excited that we get to record today. Well, thank you for taking a plane, train, and automobile to get to the office. It was a bus. It is also snowing. It is snowing. (laughs) It's fine. Which is, it's as a Floridian, this is the first time I've ever seen falling snow for the first time. It is not a formative moment for me. I I immediately hated it. Yep. It was terrible. I thought it was feathers for a second. I was like, what bird is going through it? And it was snow. And I was like, oh, this should be like a beautiful moment for me. And I was like, it is cold and it is rainy and I need to get inside. I never understood where people were like, oh man, I can't, I can't move. I would miss the seasons. I'm like, the seasons are nonsense. I want to go to San Diego and be peaceful in 70 degree weather for the rest of my life. Like I don't want seasons. I don't need snow. I don't need cold or sleet or uh, anything in terms of commuting uh, from New Jersey to New York where there's uh, inclement weather. I'm done. I quit. I've done. I've done it enough. A decade is too long. You heard it here first. Ad week hates seasons. <laughs> Ad week senior producer hates seasons. <laughs> that shouldn't have any blowback whatsoever. No. <laughs> and um, joining us, it's not going to be just me and Al talking about our misery in snow. Even though we could fill thirty minutes easily in in my very brief experience with it, I'm ready to talk about it in depth. But we will save that for another episode. Of course. For now, we have a lot to get into um, in the streaming world, and joining us for that is the tip-top expert, senior TV reporter.
Trevor, Molly Callahan. Please tell me I said that correctly. So close. It's Molly K. Helene. K. Helene. See, here's the thing. <laughs> I just call you moles, and, and that's what I do. You know, that works. Should I just change my name? Make it official? Please. Might All as right. Well. Malls, senior TV reporter, checking in. <laughs> Adweek will love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Also here in person. This is my first time recording with you guys in person. I wasn't in Miami. That's right. That's right. We're, we're having a great time reminiscing about how great yeah. Miami was. And here's Molly Lake. I mean, I was like, okay, am I going to get introduced or am I just a guest studio audience? <laughs> We got there. We eventually got there. <laughs> it didn't take too long. Oh, I was enjoying it. <laughs> we went down a snow tangent, and now now we're here. <laughs> well, it didn't stick, so I don't know. Does this even count as snow? I don't know. No, it's, it's snow it's and rain. Snow adjacent. Yes. yes. Snow, <laughs> snow-esque. <laughs> the suggestion of snow. <laughs> a hint of snow. Oh, just enough to make me miserable. My goodness. Cannot wait for the warm weather to come back. But while we're waiting for that, we have plenty that we can talk about. Every once in a while, we like to check in on the streaming world. Um, I mean, we've had so many developments um, happen between, you know, just Warner being Warner, Hulu doing amazing things. But we haven't really checked in on Apple TV Plus a lot, um, which is a little perplexing because it it seems like there's so much happening and then nothing has nothing happening all at once. Apple TV um, is kind of a beast of its own. Would you would you guys agree with that? Like I, I feel like from a media perspective, it's it's a little bit of a mystery for me. From just like the consumer perspective, like it's the app that you needed to download to watch Ted Lasso. Right. But now that you have it, you're like, oh my God, there's so much on here. A lot of critically acclaimed stuff and then a ton of stuff coming either back or brand new things that you may not have heard of, but a lot of star power is involved. And I know you briefly mentioned Timothy Chalamet and we're going to get into that, but like mm. a lot of star power involved. Yeah. And it's it's definitely becoming a powerhouse. It's um, starting to you know get some... Uh, awards buzz outside of just TV, but in movies as well. So just from like the consumer perspective, like I'm watching shows on Apple TV Plus now. It is mm-hmm. something I have to pay for along with these 70 other streamers that I pay for. So it's it's definitely uh, becoming, you know, something I'm putting on every week now. Yeah, like it's it's definitely in terms of like what you're looking for, it has some gems and I don't know that every gem is treated equally. Actually, I, I know it's not, it's not. Um, but it has some serious, serious heavy hitters on there because not just because of its star power, but just because it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, like, I feel like for me and for a few people, it has become a little bit more of a necessary habit um, just for a couple of shows that we'll probably get into a little bit later. And yet it still doesn't have that. I feel like that presence of like a Netflix where you you kind of assume everyone has Netflix until they Mm -hmm. they tell you that they don't. Um, And yet there's like so much on it. And as we know, um, from those of us who had to sit and watch Quibi rise and fall <laughs> swiftly. Um, you can get all that content on Roku now, though. That's right. Yes. But like that had a lot of star power in front of it. And yeah. we saw that that star power doesn't necessarily work for everything. So, Molly, I know that you um, saw the most recent spot from Apple TV Plus called Call, um, Call Me, starring Timothy Chalamet, considering his options um, as he... 
um, ponders why he hasn't been called uh, <laughs> to join the the gang over um, Apple TV Plus. It's a continuation of a previous iteration that was kind of the same thing with John Hamm. Um, from your perspective, because you cover this in and out, is this working? So it's really interesting to me what they're doing. And first of all, Al, I just want to push back on something you said. Not that Apple it. TV Plus is starting to get award credit. Like it won Best Picture last year for Coda. Yeah, Coda. Mm-hmm. It was the first streaming service to ever win Best Picture for a movie. And it had more than 50 Emmy nominations last from year. The, from the gas leak year? A <laughs> little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, and then um, f- like, but 14 of those Emmy nominations were, ser- were for Severance, right? Mm-hmm. So it's doing really well. And then, Shannon, your question in terms of like, is their marketing strategy working? People loved the John Hamm spot. It was one of like Adweek's most read stories of the mm-hmm. year uh, of 2022. And then people are loving Timothy Chalamet. Like, they launched that spot during NFL playoffs, which was really smart of them because you're going to have millions of people tuning in. But what's really interesting to me about their marketing strategy is they seem to be marketing Apple TV Plus, the streamer, and not necessarily the content on it. Mm -hmm. Because both of those spots are just showing, like, here is every celebrity that is on Apple TV Plus, but not necessarily what those titles are. Mm -hmm. And they're hinted at, but it doesn't really dive into it. I'm really curious what they're going to do because they did just hire a new CMO. Um, January, he started early January. His name's Ricky Strauss. He's got years of experience. He spent nine years at Disney, like most recently at Disney Plus, heading up content and marketing um, strategy over there. But he left in 2021. And Apple TV Plus has been without a CMO since early 2022, I think, or May, I think May. So I'm really curious what they're going to do there and if any kind of marketing strategy is going to shift. And obviously it's too early to tell what um, Strauss's impact is going to be. I think he started like January, like early January, January 3rd, I think is when we reported on it. Yeah, that was when we did that. So it was like out the gate. So obviously it's it's now January 25th. We are in early days. We, we don't know what that impact is going to look like, but he has a considerable amount of experience from Disney. Do you, I, I'm not entirely sure of how closely you followed his career. What do you predict um, is going to be most helpful for him in in making this role work? I mean, I think about the brand name behind Disney. It's Disney. Everybody knows mm-hmm. it. It's Disney Plus is quickly becoming uh, one of the most popular streaming services, almost as popular as Netflix at this point, based on subscriber numbers. So, But he's been working with brands like Star Wars, Marvel, Nat Geo, like all of these massive brands that have a lot of recognition. So he's got a ton of experience there. Apple TV Plus has the Apple brand name. And mm-hmm. he he reports to um, like Apple communi- uh, Apple marketing in general. So the overall company as well. Yeah. But he, he has everything for Apple TV Plus. But I think coming into a company that doesn't have the brand recognition around its TV shows as much as Disney, I think leveraging that experience from Disney could be really helpful. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you have, when you think about Apple TV+, Plus, what is the show you think of? I mean, for, for me, but I am not normal, it is either Central Park or Mythic Quest. Interesting. For, okay, because most yeah. people would say Ted Lasso, right? Yeah, I can't get into it on the air in front of people because I'm not trying to get canceled. But yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I wish the listeners could see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk about I'm this living. later. Here, don't be okay. Listen, I I like Ted Lasso. Yeah. For me, it's not like a necessary viewing thing for me, but I don't mind that it's on. I, but the thing is, and, and I have said this in, in in tiny spaces and not in large crowds, so this is me being very bare for our audience. Um, Be vulnerable, I, Shannon. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to really share a, a, an uncovered part of myself here. And that is, I don't know that I have like the fervent love of Ted Lasso. It's like, 
there's no indifference allowed with Ted Lasso. It's either you love it or you are an animal deemed to hell. <laughs> and there's no in between. Whereas I'm just like, yeah, it's great. Like I, I've started it, but it's never been one of those things where I've been like, I need to watch the next episode now. But I have le- enjoyed what I what I've seen this far. But I, I still haven't finished the latest season. Well, okay. I think Ted Lasso got a special place in people's hearts because it came out summer of 2020, right? Yes, it was peak it was pandemic. The warm hug. That we That's all needed. exactly needed. how I describe it. Yeah, like watching Ted hug. Lasso feels like a hug. And mm-hmm. then I was just out at TCA Press Tour. So that's the Television Critics Association out in Pasadena um, a couple weeks ago. And they announced that season three of Ted Lasso is coming um, this spring. No date yet. And we got a first look. It's very exciting. I personally am very excited as a soccer fan, as mm-hmm. a TV fan, as a Ted Lasso fan. Um, but I, I derailed us with the Ted Lasso discussion, but what I meant is, like, I would say, and maybe this is my bias showing, that, I, but I feel like Ted Lasso is one of the most recognizable brand names oh, yeah. out of Apple TV+. Plus. I, I can almost say it's the, the only brand name. And, and the reason we're actually having this conversation is because I slacked you the other day. And you I did. And I, it was a series of just nonsense, but it was all about Apple TV, and, and they have a new show coming out called Shrinking from the co-creator of, uh, well, from Ted Lasso, uh, Bill Lawrence, mm-hmm. one of the creators, the creator of Ted Lasso, but he's, I think, co-created this one. Yeah. And it has Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. Yeah. And they dropped the trailer last week. The show comes out this Friday. They actually dropped the trailer at the TCA press tour. <laughs> yeah. So they dropped it a week before the release. And I, I reached out to Molly and I said, isn't this weird? Like, how is this a marketing strategy when you're this is a pretty high profile show and it's a week before release. And then I also brought up, you know, um, as Shannon was talking about mythic quest, a show that I love. I didn't know that show came back. It had Mm. been four weeks, four episodes had, had been released and I had no idea it came back. So they are not doing, um, the best job in my opinion to marketing the individual shows. Like, as you said, with this Timothy Chalamet commercial, it does seem that they are, trying to highlight the talent involved, but mostly saying everyone is on this platform, not necessarily you need to go watch Ted Lasso. You need to watch out for Killers of the Flower Moon coming out, which is a super high-profile Martin Scorsese-directed movie Mm -hmm. with Leo and De Niro. It's a huge project. Yeah. And they're not saying... Plus is saying, I want another Best Picture win. Are they, though? Because that's (laughs) the thing that's bothering me, is that they're like, oh... They're there. Yeah. Even like the individual marketing strategy is really interesting because when you see like not the overall platform marketing, when it comes down to just like show to show marketing, Mm -hmm. you almost exclude – if you see like a stunt, like a a far-reaching stunt that is connected to an Apple TV show, it is almost exclusively – tied to Ted Lasso. Like, you didn't see it with Dickinson. Like, Dickinson's not going around telling, um, you know, FIFA <laughs> like players, like, good luck. In, yeah. Like, it's, or being a playable character in FIFA. Right. Like, it's just like, <laughs> you're just, even though, now I'm having How a, amazing a visual, would that be? A visual of Emily Dickinson being a playable character. But not even Emily Dickinson. We're talking, like, Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> Emily Dickinson. As who Emily talks Dickinson. in modern language. <laughs> And I loved that Dickinson show. is such a good show, and it's so underrated, and nobody talks about it. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the crux of this entire conversation. Listen, guys, no one knows that it exists. Listen, I want to do a story with Apple TV Plus and the CMO. Don't get me in trouble here. Don't I'm make them mad at me. To. We no, we're angry because we like the shows. We love these we shows. Love as the we, shows. we are angry, so heavy word. We but. are subscribers 
to Apple TV Plus who watch this content, but we're not being told when these shows are either premiering or coming out or coming back, and it's strange to us. And, you know, the only time that I actually get a little bit of a headway about it is when I get a notification on my iPhone. Yeah, I have to – you have to be following – I will say this. When we – and this is something that I think people need to be careful of in general. When we talk about – marketing or a lack thereof. Mm-hmm. There are so many different components to marketing that we have to be careful when we say there's no marketing Correct. because there is a social marketing team that works their butts off. There's, you know, OOH folks, there's media buying folks. We know that there is some form of marketing that is existing somewhere. We so it's maybe better to say we haven't crossed it. Yeah. As opposed to it doesn't exist. And that said, that's still a mystery because how many times like during, I mean, and this is a completely different company entirely, mm-hmm. um, but like literally, well, with the exception of one, most of your Marvel shows on Disney Plus, you can't leave your your house without seeing um, some f- bit of marketing. And even with like She-Hulk, we were, there was that episode where we were like, where's the She-Hulk marketing? Yeah. And then we stepped out the office and it was like, oh, it's on the NYC caps. <laughs> cool. Okay. So there is some Whereas, like, you know, look, you said Mythic Quest. I love Mythic Quest. It is so, so good. And I would venture to say one of the best comedies on there. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you want to hit your whack into something, here it is. Um, And I have to kind of, like, catch a tweet from, like, a TV critic to know that it's, it's come on the platform. I caught it just as the first episode hit. The platform. So I knew a couple of weeks before you. Sorry, I didn't tip you off on that. It's okay. But um, give you sometime, <laughs> sometime soon, maybe. I don't know. But but you but you're right. It's like more often than not, you don't know until it's like halfway through the season. I, I had that experience with um, Central Park, yeah. the animated show from the Bob's Burgers team, and I mean that one really grew in into itself. And like <laughs> the season was almost done. By the time I was like, oh, it has not only back, it's been back. So it's yeah. a curious. And I think the fr- – I mean, Molly, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the first seasons of a lot of these shows, I remember having a lot of press and, um, you know, activations and things like that. I remember a lot of buildup for Central Park and and, that- and Ted Lasso specifically. But, again, with, with a show like Shrinking that's coming out and that's – Again, two huge stars outside of the other cast members that are involved. But, like, it's Harrison Ford on a television show. Like, this is huge. Yeah, say something. And even with that, like, the the first season, you kind of have to attribute to the general rollout of the platform. Because a lot of those first seasons were debuting with yep. the platform. Yeah. So um, you had, like, Morning Show. You had... Uh, and Morning Show had the Jennifer Aniston name behind for it. For All Mankind. So. Yeah. For oh, all... I love For All Mankind. Yeah. And, you know, so they had to put a lot of manpower behind that because they were like, we are launching a whole ass platform. Mm -hmm. So now it's kind of like petered out into these like big sort of splashy like marketing things with a John Hamm or a Timothy Chalamet. And be like, as you say, to come get Apple TV Plus and not necessarily like here are these shows that we want you to devote your energy to. Maybe there was a little bit more with Severance. I would I would want to walk some of that back. There was a little bit more. Of an effort. There's there's Severance was, was making an Emmys run, so they were really pushing that. A lot of word of mouth, that. too, with, with Severance, too. That, like, Al, you and I were talking about that earlier, saying, like, Severance is a show that, at least from my experience, has very much run off because people have really liked it. Yeah. So, and people talk about it. Um, and I think that's actually a huge way that shows 
do develop and do to grow these audiences is word of mouth. This is actually something, not to mention TCA again. Did you guys know I was in L.A. for a week? (laughs) Um, But this is something FX chairman John Landgraf, he does an executive session uh, twice a year at TCA, and he talks about the state of peak TV. But something that was really interesting to me was he talked about how his marketing budget has shifted with FX, um, which FX on Hulu. So like you're, we're talking shows like The Bear. We're talking yeah. like wild, The Bear, Atlanta, like wildly successful shows. Dave's one of my Dave. favorites. So <laughs> that good. was a funny session. Oh, like funny panel of when course. we were there. I was, I was um, going to ask you about that separately. I will. I have much to tell you. Can't um, but so his marketing budget is completely shifted because he was saying that initially, like five years ago, 90% of his budget would be focused on a series premiere with 10% scattered throughout the rest of the season. It's not like that anymore because if you get the person in for one episode, there's no guarantee they're going to stay in the mm-hmm. streaming world, right? Like, Because there's so much content. There were 599 scripted series in 2022 in the U.S. Wow. How the hell do you break out like that? Mm-hmm. So you've got to diversify that marketing budget and kind of promote throughout the entire season. Otherwise, you're going to lose people. Right. And I do want to give like a quick shout out to Rohit Taiwani. <laughs> who um, he was featured in our AAPI Creative Spotlight this year. And he actually did do, um, he was part of this pretty cool marketing effort for Severance. He created the LinkedIn page for the fictional business in the show. Oh, that's cool. Which, like, you know, you don't necessarily think of LinkedIn as, like, a, a good place to do some creative marketing. It doesn't it doesn't really happen all that often. Um, but you, you have this, like, unhinged business on LinkedIn, and it is um, for Lumen Industries, by the way. And it just, it looks, like, daunting. Like, it matches the, the uh, ethos of it so well. It was very, very creative. So that was actually a bit of cool creative that um, came from that. So so shout out to Rohit. Um, now, outside of that, I would really love to see more from these other shows, um, especially because we have um, expressed how much we love them. There's a ton to dig into here, and we're gonna, but I need to take a little bit of a break. So let's do that, and we will be right back with Alan Molly. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Boom, we're back. Let's get back into it. So Love it. Love the energy. <laughs> it's 
incredible. Are we going for more on Hinge than the last time I was on? Yeah, that's probably an ad because that was with yeah, Colin and that was fantastic. We're past that point. But now. I think we're in person now, so it's a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. more unhinged. I knew better than to put you and Colin back on the same episode. Smart. I did. I did not know better to put him and Emmy on the same episode. Oh God, you did that, and that was yeah. in the previous episode. And you know what? I apologize for nothing. No. Oh, great. I can't wait to listen to that one. <laughs> well, it's it is available to listen to, so you can go. Imagine if he was in person; that'd be even worse. <laughs> you wouldn't have a recording; it would just be chaos. Like they chaos. would still be in this room. It would just be uh, yeah. her and Colin doing TikToks. While, yes, while Shannon's trying to get, get a podcast. Children, recorded. pay attention. <laughs> that is essentially what it was. <laughs> it was quite um, some fun. I hope everyone at home listened to that episode as well. And if you haven't. Finish this episode first, then go back to that one. one. Um, So, Molly, what else is there to really delve into with Apple TV Plus? So we have this new CMO. They're obviously going all in on this sort of star-powered marketing strategy. You know, they've got this healthy slate of shows. Like, what is next for them? There's two things I'm watching really closely with Apple TV Plus. Um, The first is we're seeing ad-supported tiers launch on different platforms like Disney and Netflix both launched ads um, mm-hmm. in November and December, respectively. Um, Apple TV Plus hasn't said anything. They are, as Al, as you were saying in the beginning of this episode, like they are not a media company or a streaming service that necessarily puts all their information out there. They're yeah, one of the yeah. few ones we don't know subscriber numbers. We do not know how many people subscribe and pay for Apple TV Plus. Um, so we don't know. They haven't said anything about ads. They're being very quiet. But in early January, they did start looking for a head of sales at Apple TV+, Plus, which flagged my radar instantly as, why do you need a head of sales? What are are you selling? Mm. Mm. Um, So I'm watching that really closely. And then the other thing is, as we've been seeing sports shift over to to streaming services and sports media rights, on February 1st, uh, MLS season pass, that's Major League Soccer, that launches exclusively on Apple TV+, or Apple TV, sorry. It's going to be a separate app. Apple TV Plus subscribers will have a slight discount to it. But mm-hmm. that is every single Major League Soccer game live streaming with no blackout restrictions, meaning even if you're in your local market, you'll still be able to see it. You'll still be able to see every out of market game. Um, so I'm watching that really closely because this is kind of Apple TV Plus's first, not first foray because they had an exclusive deal with M- with Major League Baseball for Friday nights, a doubleheader, mm-hmm. um, which Mets fans were quite upset about. <laughs> Um, when are they not upset, though? That is extremely fair. I am a Yankees <laughs> fan. Bias is here. Um, yeah, so I'm really curious to see how that goes because this is one of the first times a sports league has partnered with a streaming service nearly exclusively. Mm. Um, so those are two things I'm watching with Apple TV really closely. And what's interesting about Apple TV – sorry, Al, I just cut you off. No, you're good. I was going to just say – did you say it was a separate app? So I was about to dive into that because people get a little – not people. I don't want to assume anything. Sometimes some people get confused around Apple TV and Apple TV Plus. I am. (laughs) I can break it down for you. Thanks. So you don't need to have an Apple TV to access Apple TV Plus, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't need to have an iPhone or anything. Apple TV itself is a separate app than Apple TV Plus. Mm. Apple TV Plus is an app inside of Apple TV. Gotcha. Um, Is it like the, the iOS yeah, kind of. So like an Apple TV, like I have a Roku mm-hmm. and a Samsung and an Amazon Fire TV. Oh. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm a TV reporter. Yeah. This Apparently, is my job. Fair. I, I, uh, I have three different ones as well. Yeah, well. Thank you. Okay. I'm not crazy. No. Um, so 
you can download the Apple TV app on a different device. So like mm-hmm. I don't actually have an Apple TV, but I have the app. And so you log into that and that's how you can access Apple TV+. Plus. So MLS Season Pass is going to be a an app within Apple TV. So it's the same thing almost as like a Netflix or a Hulu, all of which you can also access on Apple TV. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how that's going to be. If that Does that make sense? That does make sense. Okay. It does, yeah. but it does. It's crazy because like I log into Apple TV, the app, Apple TV Plus is within Apple TV. Yes. So it's an app within an app because I still have all of the movies that I had that came, you know, if I got a Blu-ray, it would come with a digital download code and then I could get it on Apple and that's how I used to be able to watch it on like my iPod mm-hmm. Touch or, or my like iPad or whatever. In 2008 when you were gifted like iTunes gift cards yeah. for Christmas and you were like, I can buy four movies. So I still have <laughs> all of my movies and whatever TV shows or whatever in Apple TV and then of course there's also Apple TV Plus within yeah. it. And that's a unique feature that's kind of unlike any of the other streaming services because it's not it's not a streaming service it's like what you just said it's like yeah. it's an app yeah exactly and you're starting to see it not in terms of apps but you're starting to see companies kind of work together a little bit more like this like i can download the roku channel which is their ad supported uh, fast it, it, Roku Channel's great, but I can download that on my Fire TV. Those companies are rivals. Yeah. So yeah. actually, one of my first stories I wrote for Ad Week almost two years ago was, I, we were so proud of this title, we called it Streaming with the Enemy. Ah, um, mm, And we it. wrote about how different companies were now working together because of this implosion in terms of connected TV and smart TV and streaming. Like, you, everything has to connect together. Otherwise, like, you're just not going to have stuff. It might be time to revisit that. Mm-hmm. See see where it is now. Do a two-year check-in? Yeah, two-year check-in. Thank you. I, I'm going to pitch that. I'll look great to my editors. Thank you. Perfect. I'll give you more work. He tends to do that. I do that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I pitched this idea as an article. <laughs> well, and I'm going to reach out. I know. <laughs> for, for people listening, literally this morning, we're all in the office, and Al goes, hey, Molly, do you want to pop on? Yeah, that's probably an ad. And I said, what are we going to talk about? And he said, I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, Apple TV, let's do it. And, and now away. we're here. And now we're here and you're listening to our dulcet tones. <laughs> so one of my um, final questions is, as we know, Apple TV Plus was one of the final holdouts when it came to finally getting an ad-supported tier. Um, don't have one yet, so don't put words in my mouth yet. You just said. I said I'm watching that. <laughs> they haven't announced it yet. Well... So they are still currently the holdout. Yes, they are. Uh, Prime Video, Amazon's streaming service, doesn't have ads either, but Mm -hmm. they also have Thursday Night Football um, exclusively, Mm -hmm. so they do have ads. And I mean, Apple TV Plus, I'm really curious about Major League Soccer. I don't know if that's going to be ad-supported. I don't don't know yet. So that's another something I'm watching. But yes, basically, Apple TV Plus is pretty much the only streaming service that is not doesn't have an ad-supported option. So it's something that we have to really pay attention to, and we can sort of make guesses that will ultimately not matter until someone from Apple TV says, yes, this is what we're doing. Um, but, you know, we you can't go a year without hearing that there's going to be a new streaming service, that someone is going, that some entity is going to delve into streaming in some way. Keeps and, me paid. I mean, you know, not mad at it, I, I suppose. I'm Keeps not doing employed. it. I'm not <laughs> mad at it. Keeps me entertained. <laughs> well, like, I guess my big question is, usually they start out not having an ad supported tier. Then it eventually, they eventually, like, cave and, and get one because they find that it's a necessity. Do you feel, for the next, like, slew of streaming services that are going to come out, should should they continue this, like, let's – try it without the ad-supported tier and only to eventually cave? Or should they just sort of 
consider the climate that we're in and be like, you know, it's going to default to this at some point. Why don't we figure out how to get this going at launch? That is a very good question and one we could have an entire episode about. Mm -hmm. But to try and summarize it briefly, what I'm seeing happen is streaming services like Netflix that were reticent on ads for years and said that was never happening turned around within six months and launched an ad supported tier. Disney Plus announced in March they were going to add ads and then was live by December. I'm not going to be surprised at all if Apple TV Plus has an ad supported tier in the near future. And I think kind of the larger trends you're seeing in streaming is we're starting to move towards consolidation versus launch. Mm -hmm. So HBO Max and Discovery Plus are going to combine by this spring Mm -hmm. with a new offering. And HBO Max does have ads. Um, And I think the other thing we're seeing is there's a lot less reluctance and pushback from consumers and viewers now to have ads. Like, people are more accepting of them. And you're seeing that because the trend I'm seeing now is fast, which is free ad-supported streaming television. So that's Mm -hmm. like a 2B. That's a Pluto TV. That space is absolutely exploding. Yeah. So I think if new streaming services do launch, and I don't know who would launch one at this point, um, but if they do launch, I I would say they should launch with ads. It's a little more complicated because you have to have a different kind of tech stack when you do that. Um, and you have to have a different sales team. You have to have different technology. You have to be able to factor in pause ads and just how you want to do it. So that's why like a Disney Plus is able to launch very seamlessly with ads because Disney also owns Hulu. Yeah. So they have that. Um, and then, But a Netflix has no ad-supported like, – they didn't have experience in it. So they ended up hiring a couple executives over from Snap um, to build out their ad sales department. So I don't know, this is a long-winded answer because it's just it's a it's a good question because yeah. there's so much in the space. So from a consumer standpoint, Al. Yeah, I think it's a tactical move. I think it's uh, you know, going back to one of my favorite movies, The Social Network, it's like he refused to do ads for so long because they wanted to build up the subscriber base, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if you can launch with a great product uh, that's offering, you know, a valuable products within it, Mm -hmm. then people are going to flock to it, right? And then what happens when you reach a point where you're not getting as many subscribers? Well, then let's make money off ads. So I think if anyone else who hasn't already started a streaming service, they're going to come out, they're going to do the same thing that these other companies did, like Disney, like Apple, make it, you know, X amount of money a month, and then six months, year, whatever, once you've built up the tech, once you've been able to hire the right people, then you can, you know, go into the ad-supported model. I'm not against ad-supported models Same. in any way. Um, I, I have the ad uh, you know, Hulu with ads, and it's fine. Like, totally fine with it. There's actually way more subscribers on Hulu with ads than Hulu without. Yeah. It's really not all that, um, like, disruptive. You kind of no. know what you're getting with, with a Hulu ad. I think at this point, it's, it just depends on the platform. Like, it's weird. I would be incensed if an ad popped up on Netflix because you have conditioned me to not ex- <laughs> to not deal with this here. I know what I'm doing when I log on to Hulu. Yeah. Onto Hulu. If I'm on Netflix, it means I need like instant gratification and I need it to be uninterrupted unless you like tap my shoulder and ask me if I'm still up <laughs> and if I'm still watching. But I hate when they do that. I'm I like, know. yes, I'm still watching. Don't call yes. me out. <laughs> yes, my kid is still watching uh, Abby's, uh, Gabby's Dollhouse because uh, he loves it. And uh, please stop bothering me. Yeah, no. And him. We we know what we're doing. But like, yeah, for Hulu, like, it doesn't really bug me. You know, the other platform where like, I'm now conditioned to not deal with ads, YouTube. 
because I took that free trial oh, two yeah. years ago. I forgot to cancel it oh, wow. in time. But then I, by that time, I was so used to not having ads and just the – because I was like – I needed like quick access to YouTube when I was reporting um, that I was like, I guess this is a thing now. And now like I tried turning it off for a month and it was hell. I'm <laughs> they the got my money. I use YouTube every single day mm-hmm. and I refuse because I grew up with YouTube. And I'm like, no, I'm not paying for this. <laughs> I'm not. And I, it's probably would save me so much time and energy yeah. to not have ads. But it, there's something in the back of my brain that said, no, I, I, I've been dealing with this for 20 years. I'm going to keep dealing with it. Exactly. <laughs> we, we are um, close to a wrap. But before we do, I think all of us watch something on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. yeah? Okay. So there's a person sitting in front of you. Not me. There's a person sitting in front of you, imaginary, that – needs like a, a very fervent recommendation for something on Apple TV Plus in order to commit to it. The 30 second pitch, what is the best show on Apple TV Plus? Molly, go. Well, I already made my pitch for Ted Lasso. Um, so I'm going to actually jump in and say Severance, which would have been a, not a hot take, but would have been an, a newer take a few months ago. But I think it's really caught on. Severance is a really, really great show. Um, it's a workplace drama that looks at what if you could sever your work life and your personal life? Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes place almost entirely within a within an office environment, but the characters don't know what they do outside of the nine to five because mm-hmm. they have severed their personalities. And it's a really interesting idea because wouldn't that be great? You can go home and don't think about work. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, novel, novel idea. <laughs> right. I don't want to give any spoilers, but I'm very excited for season two. Nice. Ow. Okay, so if you haven't already watched season one, because they, they did announce a season two of The After Party uh, on Apple TV+. Plus, Shannon, have you seen The After Party? I, I, I did. Okay. I love this show. Mm. I, 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 I will have a conversation about this. <laughs> so uh, if you have not heard, it's a comedy. It's a, like a murder mystery comedy uh, created by Christopher Miller uh, of Lord and Miller fame. Mm-hmm. It, it Starring a amazing cast of comedic talent. Uh, Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, uh, Zoe Chow, I don't know, I think that's how you say her last name. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, ben Schwartz, who yes. I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Uh, but the the concept is basically a, uh, a bunch of high school friends and acquaintances uh, meet up at an after party uh, at their high school reunion, uh, like 10 or 15 year high school reunion, and uh, one of them is murdered. And each episode is uh, the, the the night from a, the perspective of one of the people. But the catch is it's in a completely different style of movies. Mm-hmm. And so like they're the, you know, one perspective is from an action movie. One's from a romantic comedy. One's an animated movie. Mm-hmm. So clever, crazy, and fun. And I'm so excited that they're not only doing season two, but a lot of the cast is coming back or a few of the cast members coming back for season two. Um, should be really, really exciting. Definitely check it out. It's eight episodes, and season two comes later this year? Later this year. Okay, great. I already watched The After Party, and now I'm like, wow, I want to watch it again. Yeah, exactly. Good sale. Thank My you. Severance pitch feels lacking now. No, I have. To, I still need to watch Severance. You haven't yeah. watched Severance? I, don't, I, have, two, I have two kids. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> it is. Very much so. <laughs> I loved the premise of After Party. I actually didn't, I didn't hate it or even dislike it. I, I do 
I am ex- I am very curious about season two still, mm-hmm. um, but also like the Ben Schwartz and Sam Richardson of it all is very good. Yeah, um, and I do enjoy sort of a, a hodgepodge of styles being brought in this very like cool, uh, creative um, output. So yeah, I, I would also rec- recommend it. I'm gonna say watch it and and figure out for yourself what yeah. you like. I think. Um, you know, it has like it's it's things for me, but overall, I just think it's like a a good original premise. Super or something. original. Um, yeah, I mean, you've you've already heard my love of Mythic Quest. It's just such a um, incredible show from the folks um, at Always Sunny. Yes, and Rob McElhenney, Charlie Day, and Megan Gans. And if uh, those names are familiar, they also. Uh, host the Always Sunny podcast, which is fantastic. Oh, you were talking about that earlier. Highly recommend it. Yeah, it, it is one of the funniest and probably most heartfelt shows I've seen in a while. They do such a good job um, stringing together a narrative and not falling into like um, very like rote tropes. Um, they you deal with like so your your workplace comedies and you expect like the workplace romance to happen and one does, but it's not the one that you think. Yeah. And it is so it's such a great look at like working platonic friendships mm-hmm. as well that it's like I could watch this all day it is so cozy and if you haven't seen the pandemic um special there was a slew of pandemic specials that were happening and you know that was a very strange time for very. TV and uh, most of them did not land for me um but this was hands down the best one and made me ball and it was also hilarious hands down the best one of the of that very Odd time in entertainment. Um, but yeah, definitely watch that one. Catch it. Season three is up. They are working on a spinoff um, series for that as well. And um, that is just a pitch. Per- just no notes. Yeah. Pitch perfect <laughs> show. So yeah, definitely check out Apple TV Plus. Apple, I hope you stop holding things so close to your chest when it comes to your marketing and really give these We're shows. We're fans. Just, We're just fans. give just. Give us more information. <laughs> let us know. Let us know when things are on. We're curious. We're just, we want to know. We are very curious. So Molly K. Helene nailed it. Yes. Nailed <laughs> Thank it. you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm going to have to have you on Most Powerful Woman in Sports, where I just teach mm. you sports. How How's that going to go? Oh, okay. You're, you're going to teach me sports? Yeah, I'll I'm teach gonna, you sports. Yeah, that's going to be a real frustrating experience for your listener, and I can't wait. Well, season three of Most Powerful Woman in Sports comes in March. Best so. plug I've heard in a while. I really mm. snuck that one in there, didn't I? <laughs> and my pal, Al, thank you for being such an amazing co-host today. Thank you so much. I miss our... Uh, or normal co-host, but I'm excited to be filling in for for Luce, and I can't wait for her to be back very soon. Me too, Luce. I hope you're doing well. We will see you soon. We will talk to you soon. And yeah, you at home, thank you so much for listening. We will check you out next time. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>